You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm your co-host, former producer, Brad Jackson. I don't, I don't even know what I do here anymore. <laughs> what, what is my role? Uh, you're here to keep me from talking to myself. <laughs> ah, so I just encourage this. Great. I'm the enabler. I mean, I did one episode where I talked to myself, and that got awkward. You start answering yourself after a while, and you know... I mean, is there a difference between talking and playing with yourself? Mm, stickiness. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, what are we smoking this week, Brad? I don't know. I forgot to look. <laughs> uh, we are smoking the La Coria Cubana TAA 2023. Yes, it has a Ecuadorian uh, Sumatra Maduro wrapper. With Habano and Honduran binders and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Definitely tastes Dominican. And it, it's got the spice from that, you know, Ecuadorian Habano. Um, not getting Our, a whole lot of sweetness, though. Ecuadorian Sumatra uh, wrapper, but it has a Honduran Habano binder. So, yeah, we get a little bit of that uh, spice. I mean, they say it should have, like, sweetness, spice, and coffee, but I'm not getting... And a, a creamy touch as well, but, uh, yeah, I'm not getting a whole lot of sweetness just yet. But, you know, maybe uh, it'll, let it rest. Maybe I, 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 I just I just caught a glimpse of it. I caught it on the retro hell. Yeah. Mm. Overall, though, great construction. It's, uh, what? what's a... This is a long guy. Yeah, it's a uh, seven and a quarter by fifty-four ring gauge. So I guess kind of that that Churchill length, uh, you know. And of course, it's a it's a TAA cigar, so you got to get it from one of your Tobacconist Association of American stores, or somewhere online that's also a TAA retailer. We picked up these locally at the cigar shop, like we do all our cigars. Yeah, there's only been a couple that we didn't get from the cigar shop. I guess we got to start smoking Davidoff now. Davidoff. <laughs> I'm not fancy enough to smoke Davidoff. I feel like you had like throw a pinky up like you're drinking tea, put on a suit or something. Do it anyway. Shit's just too fancy for me. <laughs> I've had one Davidoff cigar that was given to me and... The only one I've smoked, because most of their stuff's a little bit too mild for me, but the only one I've had that was that I enjoyed was the uh, the late hour, the uh, whatever the you know, Winston Churchill cigar. That that was good. That one that one I liked. But yeah, I haven't smoked a lot of the uh, the da- the Davidoffs. So yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this. Uh... Lagoria cigars have been. I don't think I've ever smoked them. So Lagoria. I've had like the series R, maybe. Yeah, I may, I may have had like one. I. I remember back ago. when I was buying sampler packs. Um, there were a couple. Um, 
had like a reddish label to it. But I don't remember it, you know, striking me as, oh, wow, this is a great cigar <laughs> or something, you know, like, yeah, it's you like... know, you're, you're buying like, you know, ah, I forgot what we used to buy. It's like a 50 cigar sampler or something like <laughs> I got three humidors to stock up. Oh, yeah. And it's like at this point, it's like, yeah, we're 210 episodes in, not counting like just the cigars we smoke in like everyday life but it's like have we smoked this one yet or no? <laughs> yeah like I, I have to start referring like i made a list of like a fucking google uh drive and i'm like all right let me check before i pick up a cigar to see if this is one we've talked about yet or not i almost feel like at some point like we're gonna be limited to like boutiques <laughs> that or just be like AJ's had a hand on everything. Everything tastes like an AJ Fernandez cigar. We just start over again and be like, let's see if the cigar has changed in five years. <laughs> we reviewed this way back on episode one. The cigar <laughs> has not changed. The cigar nerds have changed. We're old. We pass out in the showers now. <laughs> oh, boy. Without alcohol. <laughs> yeah, when, when, I, when I did that with alcohol, it was expected. Now it's just a... Oh, painful surprise. That's sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? I don't even remember. Well, speaking of needing a rescue, we're going to be talking about the sequel to uh a surprising Netflix action movie Extraction uh that we you know, what was it came out a couple of years ago now, I think at this point, but we're now we're talking about Extraction 2 because Rake lived. Which we called that back in the day. It was like we're like you know, the first movie pretty in, ends, you know, looking like he's going to die, but it's like, you don't see a body, motherfucker ain't dead. <laughs> That's like rule number one of movies. I'm like, you know, we, he, he's going to come back somehow, or they're going to do a prequel, one or the other. It turns out, yes, he didn't die, and we'll get into that in the main segment, but if you've got to escape from uh, a Russian prison, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CIGARNERS for 20% off your order. Get all caffeinated for those uh, long battles ahead. And uh, we'll be right back. Alright, everyone okay? Kids, you good? Why did you come back for them? Do you know her? Tyler? Getting you out of here, okay? Welcome back. It's time to extract something. <laughs> Before we get into any spoilers or any real details, I feel like this would make for a really great game. Like, this had all of your typical video game setups. <laughs> Boss battles. 
I mean, it was like a helicopter level. I mean, you had your, you know, just your your weak little ads, you know, that just come at you and, you know, groups. Then you, you know, had mini bosses and you had your (laughs) helicopter battles and then you had your main boss battle. And I'm just like, move over Call of Duty. This would, like, go back to like the old school siphon filter days. Oh, yeah, because, you know, in the days before stealth was a game mechanic where it was just like, kill everyone. <laughs> it's like playing Hitman when you accidentally get caught, and it's like, well, you know, guess we're not doing the uh, silent assassin rating. Let me equip the belt fed, and we're just going to kill everyone. I mean, if you kill all the witnesses, then still, you know, <laughs> there can be no witnesses if they're all dead. <laughs> I felt like you just tried to blow me up. <laughs> uh throw some grenades. That was dangerous. I almost got lightsabered. At a point you brought up off it. It's like, Extraction 1 came out what, three years ago. Dude, <laughs> I feel so like that was old. like a year. I know. I think it just, Where is time gone? Because it came out during that, like, the start of the plague when everything was shut down. You're and losing your hair and you're gray. We didn't have, like, the, uh, I'm not losing my hair. It is getting gray as fuck, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got gray in my beard. Uh, that's wisdom <laughs> but yeah it came out in that time when we didn't have a whole lot of things to watch because nothing was open and it was like oh yeah it just this feels like it just occurred and like oh no that was three fucking years ago <laughs> it's still occurring <laughs> yeah and if you remember uh, from that episode we were like there's no way you know because spoiler alert uh, if you haven't seen the first film it ends with him getting shot in the fucking neck and falling off of a bridge. And we're like, rule of film. There's no body. There's no dead. <laughs> so we're like, there's there's no way he, he died because this is like... Well, then, you know, the shot kind of pans have a, yeah. and you see the shadow, you know, a shadowy figure in the distance from what I remember. Like, yeah, like in the post credit, you see like the kid that escaped is like now like, you know, I don't know, on a swim team somewhere. And you, you see an out-of-focus person watching him in the background. But it's like, I was like, yeah, they can't, uh, this is probably going to be too popular not to get a sequel. And we were correct. They, uh, managed to, uh, to bring him back. Rake, hashtag Rake lives. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked about it on the first, but, you know, this go round, I, I, I definitely still feel like Chris Hemsworth, you know, did a great job, you know, fucking portraying the character of Rake. Yeah, I mean, I like him more as, like, operator dude than I do as, like, fucking Thor. Like, he is such a good actor because he can do, like, comedy, and he can do, like, silly action, and then he can do, like, fucking serious, like, leading man shit like this. Like, I mean, you know, he could be a, the next, like, you know, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger or or whatever, you know. He's 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 definitely on on deck to be the next, like, great action star. But yeah, you know, then he can kind of switch gears and do something funny as shit. Uh, you know, kind of like uh, whatever. Well, John Cena is really great at doing stuff that's funny as shit. Yeah, him is like a big action star. He's always a little cheesy. <laughs> but when he's doing like Peacemaker, that shit is like fucking hysterical. But I, I, I think you know, there's just always been a little bit of cheese, you know, with with like him trying to do the Marine film and stuff <laughs> like that, like. That's just a hard sell, you know, just because 
you know, I mean, that's, that's the era that, you know, I really was into, you know, WWE wrestling and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, Hemsworth doesn't have the, uh, the baggage of being like a, a known character. <laughs> yeah, Cause like, you know, but, he, the... but he should have a hammer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, theoretically uh, be a lady. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this uh, sequel, uh, written by the Russo brothers, who's done, like, some of the best Marvel movies, but directed by Sam Hargrave. If you're not familiar with that name, he's a uh, stunt coordinator and did a, most of the stunt like planning on all the Marvel films. So this with this and the you know, extraction one was kind of his de- directorial debut. And it's kind of like the John Wilk Wick films. Uh, like I love it when a guy who's like an action, like stunt dude, like becomes a director because like the action sequences are just so good. And like they put so much effort into like, we got to do these badass sequences. And, and the sequences, don't get me wrong, are badass. But I couldn't put it on there with John Wick, because in John Wick, they're actually reloading shit. Like, this is a series where... Dude, they were reloading. Kinda, sorta. <laughs> I mean, most of the gun stuff was pretty... The only thing that... <laughs> you know, as a gun nerd, like, uh, bad gun handling always... And for the most part, and even the martial arts stuff, like, so we'll get into specifics later on, but, like, a lot of, like, the grappling and fighting scenes, I'm like, all right, this looks pretty legit. I'd, like, know these moves they're doing, and this is pretty cool. But the only gun thing that I saw that was like, oh, that's bullshit. Well, two, really. Him and, uh, Nikki, or, uh, you know, his kind of partner, they're doing, like, close quarters indoor shit. They're both... running rifles with a red dot and a magnifier and the magnifier is flipped up the whole fucking time. I think it's going to be useless, like indoor building clearing. Like anyone would have that, you know, like I run a magnifier on my rifle. It's flipped to the side unless I need to shoot long range. (laughs) So like they're, they're fucking clearing buildings with the damn magnifier up. I'm like, you're not gonna be able to see shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, like that. And everyone's rifle had a fucking uh, IR laser device. Not once did anyone ever use night vision. That's what those are used for, is like, for when you're shooting night vision. Even the scenes where it was dark out, and I'm like, bro, you got that laser on that rifle. Be kind of sweet if you had some night vision. <laughs> <laughs> might might help you out a little bit. So yeah, the, like, the lasers on these rifles were just decorative, because uh, no one was running any kind of uh, night vision. And that's just an expensive piece of furniture to not utilize. Yeah, those things are not fucking cheap. <laughs> no, I've, I've <laughs> looked, and I'm like... Shit costs as much as the the damn rifle does. Sometimes even more, depending on the rifle that you have. Oh. So yeah, that was that was the only two like gun gripes I had. You know, yeah, they didn't so much as reload as like just grab another gun when they ran out of bullets. <laughs> Which we kind of you know mentioned this being you know could have been a good video game or video. Yeah, it is kind of video game. It's like all right, we just you know. We pick up loot off the ground, keep fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm I'm starting to see a trend though. Like Jailhouse Brawls. Like 
Like, what? what's the competition here? Like, okay, we're coming out with a new action thing. Like, you can almost pinpoint at some point somebody's going to take on an entire gel. <laughs> uh, and I got to say something this that uh, Hargrave does that I, that I enjoy. Cause it, I think I texted you, like, when I first watched it, because I watched it, like, a couple days before you did, and I was like, this movie is stressful. <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah, I mean, you you you're tensed up like pretty much the entire time. Like, there's not really like a a lull, you know, in the action. You know, I mean, it starts off because like yeah. even when you think okay, things are settled, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it starts off with you know where the last it picks up right with the last movie ended with him falling off the bridge, but then somebody finds him like washed up on a beach somewhere, and you know he's in like a coma for however long so it, it kind of starts off slow with like you know you know yeah him getting out of his coma and then having pretty much learned how to like walk and shit again but then like once you know they're like dude you got fucked up i like, mean you just got to think back to kill bill you know that's that's whatever my- just move your fucking leg <laughs> wiggle your big toe <laughs> you know and she tells him like because you know in the first movie he was kind of like you know he had lost a child and was almost just did not care anymore. So it was like, you know, kind of hoping to die in battle. And then he kind of like learned to live a little bit to like save this kid. You know, he needs like purpose and, you know, and she tells him that when he comes out of the coma, she's like, you know, you survived for a reason. So you should probably figure out what that reason is. And you know, they're like, you know, you're pretty fucked up. So if you're like, you know, we've, we've bought you a, a cabin in the woods and like, the mountains of Bulgaria or wherever the fuck they were at. Uh, enjoy your retirement. And you see him like, just fucking just him and his, they're like, what happened to my chickens? Like we ate your chickens. What about my dog? We ate your dog too. What? Nah, just getting dogs inside. So then like, you see him like go buy chickens and you think he's like, Oh, he's going to start farming again. Like, no, he's like sitting on the couch drinking beer with his chicken. <laughs> and just kind of like getting bored, uh, with retirement until finally I mean, someone... dude, have you never had family members that had chickens and they just kind of, you know, they're free range. Become a pet. <laughs> but then finally, you know, somebody shows up. I'm familiar with a to... chicken named Karen because it's got the poofy little hairdo that... <laughs> somebody like... shows up to offer him a job and he's like, all right, I'm coming out of retirement. And then we get like an epic training montage of him like, you know, chopping wood and throwing axes and getting back in shape for the, he's like, you got six weeks. And he's like, yeah. So we get like almost like a cool eighties action movie montage of him. Like, you know, going full Rocky. That's the, the only uh, thing is <laughs> in the cabin. I'm trying to think about the soundtrack. And that's what this movie's missing is like a badass action movie soundtrack. Cause there wasn't like any like songs really that I remember. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there, there's obviously scores, you know, for ambiance and stuff, but there's not like, oh shit, you know, stuff is ramped up. But, but then again, like, maybe that's part of what makes this stressful. Like, you don't have music to be like, fuck yeah. Like, that's what we, yeah, especially during that training montage, we should have had an epic 80s uh, rock song. <laughs> have they learned nothing from Cobra Kai? <laughs> But yeah, like, so it has like a kind of a slow build up, but then once the mission starts, it's like balls of the walls for the next like 
two fucking hours, however long this damn movie is. So yeah, it gets stressful, but... I think this movie was two hours. So about the good next hour and a half. Yeah. But, uh... Ah, Austria, apparently, is where his cabin was. I, I guess Bulgaria. That's that's close, well, I mean, it, it was there with Arnold, you know? Oh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Why not have some Austrian death machine? Damn right. <laughs> but I think, but like the thing that, another thing that kind of makes this stressful is long, and he did this in the last movie, but he, I, I feel like he like, was like, that was cool, so I'm going to do it like way bigger in this movie, is the long action sequences that appear to be a single camera movement. That you, if there's cuts in that, you like they do a real good job of hiding it because it looks like one continuous. Like in the first movie, it was the gunfight in the kind of apartment complex where they're like fighting in and out of rooms, and you know, and it, the camera just follows him like the whole time. Where this one, you know, spoiler alert, you know, Hemdale, uh, <laughs> you know, another Marvel cameo shows up, and he's some kind of like. Uh, unnamed Mr. Nobody, possibly CIA type guy. And he's like, Hey man, I got a mission for you. You're, uh, the person who recommended you is your, is your ex-wife. Uh, her sister is apparently married to a Russian mafia guy or well, Georgian. Uh, so former Russian, uh, mafia guy. And wait, wait, wait all this time. I thought they were from Georgia. <laughs> no, the country, Georgia, not the state. Good grief. <laughs> I wonder why nobody had a southern accent and weren't eating peaches. So this guy is like stuck in prison and they allow his family to be in prison with him because he's such like a high level like, you know, fucking mafia guy. Uh, so uh, I, who would really want that, though? I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, it's probably for good for him, but uh, for the, control, like, the rest of the family, yeah, uh, like, not so good. Not I so kind of feel like if you're, you know, like you'd want to keep them from that environment and be like. Hey, you know, my family will, you know, take care of my family. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. so yeah, they, uh, turns out that this mafia guy's uh, wife is his sister in law. <laughs> so technically, these are his, like, nieces and nephews. So he, he agrees to take on this mission. So yeah, when they go in the prison to rescue him, of course, shit goes bad and he has to fight his way out. It's like a 20-minute running battle that the camera never cuts. I mean, it they make it look like it's one continuous camera movement through this whole, and it, like, And I thought it was kind of cool, you know, just because you see the different facets of the prison, you know. You, you start from the indoor quarters, then you get into, you know, some of the administration. Oh, shit, that didn't work out, so now you're out in the yard and everything, like... <laughs> Like just drop in the and, middle of a fucking prison riot and and I and I liked it, although I, it was a little bit odd. To, like I haven't been in prison, so maybe maybe it's a lot more common than you know the the documentaries I've watched. But does literally everybody have a fucking shank? Like is that just how you like? Maybe not so much in American prisons, but yeah. If you watch like what is that? Uh, what was that show? Locked up abroad. Yeah, some of those, like, you know, fucking Eastern European prisons are, yeah, pretty much, like, yeah, pretty nasty. <laughs> like, they just have all the prisoners, like, outside in the snow, and the, the guards are like, 
Matt, it's, they're getting cold out there. He's like, well, if they didn't want to like freeze to death, they probably shouldn't have killed people. <laughs> He's like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you would think that would be a good motivator to be like, yeah, I'm not going to commit crime here. <laughs> yeah, like he like kind of loses his gun in that battle and then like fucking goes full Captain America and like rips the shield off one of the guards and starts beating the fuck out of people with a shield. <laughs> Yeah, Steve Rogers isn't the only one that gets a shield. <laughs> He's like, I learned this from uh, watching Chris Evans. <laughs> I'm going to punch motherfuckers with my shield. <laughs> oh, yeah, like when he gets hit with like the Molotov cocktail and his arm's on fire and he's just like punching a dude with his like flaming arm. <laughs> I was like, this is like, yeah, like, this is like fucking video game shit. You're like on infinite, you're on like God mode or something like infinite live. And it's like, yeah, it camera does not leave the action until he gets the kids out of the, you know, finally like, you know, shoves them up a uh, coal chute uh, to get picked up by the other team. But yeah, it's, it's a good like 20 minute segment of just, but, the, and they'll do like a small break and then it'll like, it'll go to another like long segment where the camera like appears to not, I mean, there has to be cuts, but the way they, you can't really tell. I mean, it blends so well. Cause then after that you get like, badass car chase through the <laughs> through the woods with dudes and like ATVs with like you know bombs and shit I mean it, it's it's the fucking chase level in the damn uh, <laughs> video game like one you made it out of the prison and now you're into the transport but things are attacking the transport and you gotta you gotta fight them off I mean like now that I look back and I'm like this is just a fucking video game I, I mean, <laughs> this is like an old school like fucking Resident Evil or some shit yeah, I mean, that that was just, maybe I've came too much. Maybe it's my parents' right. Maybe it's rotted my brain. <laughs> Everything in this life is, uh... It's just a game. Yeah, and I don't know who, like, pays for their rescue services, but these motherfuckers got a budget because they, you know, they make it out of the prison, they get in this, like, badass car chase. Sometimes and... all it takes is just knowing a guy. And then their escape plan is like we got to get to this uh, train depot. We got to we we got to train, and it's not just a train. It's like armored it's a con bullet train. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the train's like got what looks like just regular like you know connex like storage boxes that would be on a normal train, but they're all like armor plated and like full of fucking guns and shit and like belt feds and everything. It's like you know this train is like you know like a rolling fucking tank. And then you get to, of course, the helicopter mode, because every, every action game has to have that one level. Where you, hell, even the Ninja Turtles fought a fucking helicopter in one of their games. It's like, <laughs> well, we need a mini-boss. Get the fucking helicopter. <laughs> can you take down the helicopter with a belt fed? Yes, you can. <laughs> But I feel like, you know, the, I feel like that's, why didn't they just like take out the engine with like rockets? <laughs> I guess rockets are a little bit harder to come by than, you know. Uh, yeah. It's like, they get, yeah, like we can drop operators onto this train and, and, and shoot at you with machine guns. But uh, yeah, we can't just blow up the train, which would have probably been a whole lot easier because yeah, when he breaks out the, the fucking belt fed and to start, he'll even gets like a minigun at one point in this, <laughs> in this battle. It was like. It's like, yeah, there's, like, 
kind of like the short restful period at the beginning and then 45 minutes of action sequence and then we get a nice little break you know gets to know the family and talk to them and we get introduced to the other bad guys and then it turns into uh what was that movie where they were all trapped in a, a bit the raid yeah so then we get the second half of the movie that's just a long ass action sequence inside of an apartment co- apartment building <laughs> a high rise in like you know vienna or some shit <laughs> They're boxing us in. But yeah, I I don't know. Like my I, I would guess my only gripe is sorta of too predictable. You know, like stuff was there and everything else, but it was you know, you could you could almost call it and you know spoiler alert, make sure before you break somebody out of prison that everybody's on board with the plan. <laughs> and don't give a kid a cell phone. Yeah, so once they make it out, turns out, and of course they kill the uh, the Russian mafia guy while rescuing his wife and kids. But the son's the little wannabe thug himself, and uh, it's like, where's daddy? And you're like, uh, he's going to meet us outside. <laughs> I stabbed him in the throat with a fucking shovel or some shit uh <laughs> dude that was brutal yeah that uh when fucking mafia guy like catches him right as they're getting ready to leave you yeah, that was like a fucking hellacious uh, fight but of course his brother is even more psycho and he's on the outside and runs like the nag navag it was like nazi but something with a g i forgot what the fucking name of the <laughs> Of their their uh their gang, Nagari, or it was some weird name. That was the only thing problem. Like, there's too many guys speaking uh, Georgian in this, and I'm like, I hate it when I have to read subtitles. <laughs> so, how do you know they were speaking Georgian? Because they said uh, at one point he starts talking to her, and Nick's like, I didn't know you spoke Georgian. Or since when can you speak Georgian? He's Dude, like, Hollywood I've makes up all words time. all the time. True enough. It could just have been gibberish. <laughs> yeah, not only do we have uh, uh, Nick back uh, as his kind of partner slash handler who uh, normally sets up these missions, but we've got her brother uh, in this one who, when you first see him, he's like, Yaz, who's, uh, you think he's just some, like, you know, fucking rich playboy dude who's, like, you know, he's, like, oh, this is my idiot brother. But then when, like, you know, because he, like, dresses in, like, Versace and is, like, kind of a skinny, flashy dude. But then once the mission starts, Homeboy is, like, operating like a motherfucker. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy isn't, like, the the cheesy rich kid uh, that he appeared to be uh, previously. This dude's actually got some, some fucking skill. I like nice clothes because growing up. I didn't have nice clothes. <laughs> and I like, you know, fucking, you know, Rake's making fun of him when he picks him up from the hospital. He's wearing this, like, fancy, like, Versace shirt. And he's like, I'll send you one. So you see him, like, later when he's, like, in his cabin, like, a, a package arrives. And it's it's one of those fucking shirts. And then later on when uh, Idris Elba shows up to, like, offer him the mission, he's like, he's turned it into, like, a, a, a shirt for his dog. <laughs> he's like, is that dog wearing Versace? He's like, yes, he is. <laughs> my dog likes nice things 
Because <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to wear this ugly fucking shirt. <laughs> so my dog's going to wear this, like, fucking however $200, however expensive a, a, a Versace shirt is. We don't even know that it's real, Joe. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just sewn fabric. <laughs> I like when they're in the middle of, like, the shit, you know, fucking, yeah, it's telling me, like, dude, if we survive this, I'm buying you another shirt. We're getting matching shirts, and we're actually, you're actually going to wear them this time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'd rather die. <laughs> but yeah, this... In the first movie, it was like... He got fucked up a lot. Where this one, it was almost like... Like playing a video game on God mode. It was like, you know, he got hit a couple no, times, I mean, but... Dude, he got... He, he, he got pretty fucked up. But there was some like close fucking calls like when they're in the in the train and like the you know they're lighting it up with like uh the helicopter machine guns and shit and like him and Nikki's just like hunkered down i'm like oh dude it's like y'all would so fucking be dead <laughs> or when or when they just fucking minigun the damn uh uh whole floor of that uh office building it was like dude how the hell is like are y'all not you know because wouldn't desk save you from everything joe <laughs> yeah we were always taught this wooden desk is invincible. If there's a nuclear bomb, get under your desk. If there's an earthquake, get under your desk. If there's a tornado, get under your desk. Like if there's an active shooter, get behind the couch because apparently all couches is is bulletproof. Yeah, dude, all that all that woven fabric and stuff it just stops the bullets. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood does not know the difference between c- cover and concealment because <laughs> they think everything is cover. You know, bullets can't make it through this wood table. <laughs> It can't That's get insane. me if I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, when they, you know, of course, like I said, once they escape and Kid figures out that, you know, his father is dead, he's Jack Jazz's uh, satellite phone and calls his uncle. I kind of feel like somebody would have seen that on the call history or, you know, something like. Did someone, like, order, like, pizza in Georgia? Because there's, like, a fucking phone call here I didn't make. But then again, like, it's kind of odd. Like, you know, mom really, really gravitates, you know, toward the daughter. But, like, not not really getting a whole lot of mom's attention from the son. Like, I kind of felt like creating some friction there. Like... <laughs> It's like the daughter was young enough to save. Like, the kid was like, this kid's probably going to end up being a thug. <laughs> he, he's been in prison too long. Uh, and he's he's already got institutionalized at, like, 13 or however old that fucker was. I remember when I was 13 and knew everything, too. <laughs> but uh, our director does have a cameo in this movie. Uh, the, when we first uh, get introduced to... Uh, Oh, what the hell was the the main bad guy's uh, name? Because it was uh, Devit and Zureb, I think was the... Yeah, Zureb. Uh, he's like at his like, you know, he's like, I'm a farmer or whatnot. And like the governor of like this country or state or whatever shows up to tell him like, Oh yeah, your brother just got an extra ten years because he like yeah, the CIA is putting pressure on us because he tossed like a DEA agent off a roof, so I can't get him out of prison. And he's like, oh, one of our prize uh, bulls died. We got to go bury it. And he takes him out in the back of the farm and then fucking you know, 
kills his ass with a pitchfork. Well, the Yuck. dude digging the grave, that's the director. <laughs> He's accredited as grave digger. <laughs> kind of feel like Dennis Anderson's going to have something to say about that, because as far as I'm concerned, that's the only true grave digger. <laughs> oh. But yeah, fanging up. Yeah, they go to ma- manage to make it out alive and uh, relocate to a safe house in in uh, Vienna. But uh, kid has already uh, ratted him out, and uncle's coming to get him. And it, but I yeah, I kind of feel like if you're in a safe house, like here's my problem: Why do you go to the bi- biggest? Most obvious building as a safe house. Like, somewhere close to the ground, somewhere (laughs) inconspicuous, somewhere that's not just, you know, lavish and luxury. (laughs) I mean, you've got the high ground, but yeah, it's also not a quick bug out if something goes wrong. (laughs) You think you want to be closer to, like, ground level where you can get the fuck out of there if the bad guys show up. That or, you know... Hey, homeboy's got a helicopter, but helicopters only useful if you're exposed. But yeah, let's get in this tall, you know, all glass skyscraper <laughs> and magically like well, I, I don't know, you know. Who knows? Maybe maybe there was an app and it contained malware and the kid opened it and you know, they were able yeah, to track it. How does this location. kid like <laughs> They said we're going to Vienna, like Here's the address. I mean, he, I guess he could have tracked the phone, you know, but yeah, it was just kind of weird that he, they knew exactly where <laughs> it's like my first time in Vienna. I can tell you exactly how to find me. Just look for the giant fucking uh, building. It'll be right there next to the sausage factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey uncle, after you kill everybody, can we go pick up some sausages before we go home? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the same Vienna, right? <laughs> Maybe they really like their sausage. I don't know. Oh. But yeah, I like kind of the inclusion of uh, Nick in this one, where last time she was, you know, kind of more behind the scenes. I mean, she shows up and saves, uh, saves everybody's ass at the end. But this one, like, I mean, she's... It's not a solo mission, like a solo escort mission like the last movie was. Like, Rafe is like, actually got, you know, uh, our Rafe actually has, like, you know, No, th- a th- there's definitely people, a team. Yeah. <laughs> and a case of the hots. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about a lady who, who can operate. <laughs> Smooth operator? <laughs> and the... the his uh, love of grenade launchers in this movie, too. <laughs> I mean, he's got like four or five different uh, grenade launchers he breaks out uh, throughout the course of the film. Or even that one where, like, they try to make it out and they get, like, ambushed in the garage because, you know, helicopters full of, like, Russian dudes and, like, full body armor with uh, belt feds. Yeah, chunking grenades in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the fucking, uh, the garage and shit. And that one where they they have to retreat back to the building and it's like, all right, meet me at the top floor. We'll steal their helicopter. And he gets off like the 
floor beforehand and like rigs up a damn grenade in the uh, elevator. So dudes are like waiting. Uh, they're like, we'll just get there first. And then he's like waiting for the elevator open. And when it opens, you see like the door just pulling the pin on a grenade. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's why doorways are death traps, Joe. You never stand, you know, open in a doorway. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought it was funny, too, because when you see all the... Because they're like, you know, his uh, uncle or whatever is trying to warn him. Like, dude, let's just cut our fucking losses. Like, you know, if you're really going to go try to get these people back, like, you're going to end up getting, like, all these men killed. And he's like, I don't care. You know, I cannot let this stand. And you got, like, when all of the uh, the gangsters get out, there's like the one guy who's like fat as shit and has like a you know big ass machine. Yeah, dude, that's the tank. And it's like we're gonna take the stairs. And he's like, they've almost killed like everybody else, and this guy like finally shows up to the party like out of breath, like fuck, I had to climb up goddamn ninety eight floors of stairs. <laughs> and then starts chasing homegirl around like the gym. That's your mini boss. <laughs> yeah, you know, a fat armored guy with a machine. Like, oh shit, this dude's big as hell. Quick, get behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah, the rake shows up and is like, beats the motherfucker with a weight. <laughs> I'm going to hit you in the face. This is like, yeah, fucking 45-pound dumbbell. Move over, shake weight. We have a rake wake. <laughs> wait. Duh. God, it almost worked. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then, like, homegirl, like, getting knocked out on the roof and is, like, sliding off the glass, and he's got, like, runs out there, like, shooting the glass so it finally breaks so he can like you know fall and grab her and shit I was like and it's like having to like hang there like one arm like you know this is your uh, quick time you know event where you gotta you know press the button in a certain (laughs) amount of time so you don't fall Uh, and dude's like shoots him in the fucking hand while he's like hanging there and he's like got her and she finally uh, is like hurry up wake up bitch (laughs) and she finally wakes up and he's like do you trust me and she's like should I? <laughs> and she just, he just like throws her ass uh, <laughs> through the window. Like, how do you know the window's gonna break? Like, normally on skyscrapers and stuff, <laughs> don't they use like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if it was shot already or not, but yeah, it was like, with my luck, she would have just bounced off the window and fall. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> You have failed the escort mission. <laughs> it's like the worst. Like every escort mission ever. <laughs> it's just like, can you help? Can you do any? No, you can't. Okay. And the dumbass kid actually like runs out and gets picked up by his uncle before they go into like, and he's like in the car with like the uh, the other. Uh, other uh family guy and he's like is he really gonna kill my mom and he's like if you wanted your mom to live you shouldn't have called us <laughs> just like put that on the fucking kid yeah dumbass everyone's dead because of you <laughs> welcome to the navarro or whatever the hell their their gang name was oh yeah i was i, I was supposed to look at that and i didn't But yeah, it's like, and we got a, a lot more of like Rafe's backstory in this too. I mean, it's like we uh, 
I keep calling Rafe. I'm, I'm still thinking of fucking Rafe Hastings from goddamn Jack Car Books. Rake, not Rafe. Because <laughs> uh, we knew we knew he had a child that that died, but then we learned more that like his kid uh, apparently had cancer and he left to go off to war, and you know, kid died while he was gone, and he just kind of just never returned and just couldn't face being there when his when his uh yeah kid died and you know it's kind of i guess you know learn to learn learning to live again <laughs> he's got other family even though they're crazy russian gangster or georgian gangster uh <laughs> family <laughs> i'm your uncle rake i killed your papa though so my bad <laughs> I mean... Your papa was kind of a dick. Kind of deserved to die. And I also stomped your uh, sister's uh, doll. <laughs> They're trying to, like, sneak out of the prison and be all quiet, and she, like, drops her little fucking doll and starts making noise, and he just, like, fucking stomps it, and it's like, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, not Miss Sally pee-pee pants. <laughs> I'll get you another doll when we get out of here, kid. Oh... But yeah, fucking homeboy, like, you know, they actually, you know, get to the chopper, get to the chopper, but, uh, Zaz gets killed and Yaz gets killed and then they all go back to hang out at his, uh, cabin and guy calls on the, he's like, you know, I'm sitting here at the airport looking at my plane, but can't really leave this country like as long as you're alive like we need to finish this and he's like where are you and he's like i'm at this airport next to this church and he's like okay i'm on my way he's like are you coming to negotiate he's like there is no negotiation (laughs) i'm coming to fucking kill you (laughs) and rolls in with that like fuck the stealth mission rolls in with that uh multi-barrel chamber like giant revolver 40 uh, millimeter grenade launcher and he's just like blow up your plane and blow up your cars blowing up your fucking guard towers like i'm here motherfucker (laughs) fuck sneaking in and sniping your ass like i'm just gonna blow everything up so you can't run away this time this time it's personal oh and the dick has the uh the kid like locked up in a suicide vest yeah like you want the kid to live? He's like, put down your gun. He's like, you know, the kid was kind of an asshole. He got like my buddy killed. Why don't you just go ahead and blow him up? And I'll just kill both of you and save us some time. <laughs> Collateral damage, motherfucker. <laughs> but he's a good guy, so he can't just off the kid. Because that kid caused a lot of trouble. He's just been like, fuck the kid. I'm just here to kill you. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not here to rescue the kid. Fuck him. <laughs> You got my buddy killed and my friend shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dumbass kid. Shouldn't have been so easy to manipulate. <laughs> Kids got to be tougher. <laughs> and he tries to get him to like, you know, here, you want to join the gang? Go over there and shoot uh, Uncle Rake in the face. And the kid can't do it. 
but luckily homegirl shows up and distracts him long enough to get the uh, kid to grab the remote control to the bomb and and then we get like just fucking brutal ass fight scene with him and <laughs> him and Rake fucking throwing damn uh, whacking each other with like bar throw it dude's like throwing fucking uh, nails at each other and shit <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to get crucified in that fucking church, though. <laughs> they don't they don't do that too much in movies these days. I mean, when you grab the bucket of nails, I'm like, oh fuck, is somebody about to get crucified? <laughs> God, that would have been brutal. <laughs> and I like they kind of fight to like a fucking standstill. You know, kid gets the, you know, homeboy's like, Rake is fucked up, he's all fucked up, they're both like, this is laying there, and he like, looks over at Rake, and he's like, I'm never gonna stop, and Rake's like, leans over, shoots him in the fucking face, and he's like, you're gonna fucking stop. (laughs) Why so much dialogue? (laughs) But yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna stop. Oh yeah, he will. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like this movie could have been over in like ten minutes if people didn't stop and talk. I know it's kinda of like you know some of those sequences in John Wick where like there's not a lot of talking. It's just <laughs> the script is like two pages like why did you need a Russo brother to write this? Because there's not any much dialogue and it's just <laughs> fucking action sequence on top of action sequence. But I don't know. I mean, this was a great fucking film, though. Great fucking film. Yeah, it's... If you need a good action movie to get you through the, uh... If you've already seen John Wick 4 and you're like, man, I need some action to get me through the weekend. Fucking throw on Extraction 2. Help. Do it back-to-back. You know, Double feature. Extraction 1 and 2. Get get all jacked up. And then you'll want to go to 5.11 and buy all the gear because these shows are basically ads for, you know, 5.11. And, uh... Daniel Defense. There's a lot of def- Daniel Defense rifles. That's one thing. As a as a gun nerd, one of the greatest things I've found on the internet is the Internet Movie Firearms Database. Where basically, if you're watching a movie, you're like, oh man, that's a badass gun. What is that? It's kind of like IMDb, but instead of for actors, it's for guns. And they'll list like every single gun like used in a movie. And it's like, how do I'm like, hey, that looks like this gun. And I look at it, I'm like, ha, I'm right. That is that gun. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what pistol Rafe was using, a Rafe was using, and it's a uh, Agency Arms modified uh, Glock 17 with a RMR. Because like, is that a fucking Shadow Systems? That looks like my damn War Poet. But no, it's a it's a, it's a different custom Glock. <laughs> oh, but yeah, the yeah Homegirl was using a Daniel Defense Mark 18, and he had like a Daniel Defense uh, M4 made right here in Georgia, the real Georgia, not the Eastern European Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Like where peaches come from and such. And ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Peaches and ludicrous. <laughs> More do you need? Move, bitch. I gotta go get my peach. Speaking of which, have you heard the uh, uh, Little John Frank Sinatra? I don't think I have. Oh, this is completely off topic, but it's fucking hilarious. Uh, you know, that window to the wall to the sweat drops down my balls song. Yeah. 
someone used AI to find out what it would sound like if Frank Sinatra sung that. And it sounds like an old Frank Sinatra song, but it's like, oh, skeet, skeet. I mean, it's fucking hysterical. I'll, I'll play it for you after we're done. <laughs> but, I, I feel like that would be there with like some Richard Cheese. Yes, it like. very much sounds like a Richard Cheese cover. But yeah, it's like fucking, yeah, you know, of all the weird things AI does, yeah, it can make uh, Frank Sinatra sing uh, Little John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how much time have you spent with the AI while I've been away, Joe? Too much, apparently. <laughs> you're, you're fueling the Terminators. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm see. I'm trying to teach the AI to be stupid. <laughs> it's like I don't want the AI learning how to hunt and kill us, but if I can train it to do dumb shit on the internet, then it'll be like it'll be too busy doing dumb shit on the internet and not getting anything done. Kind of like we do. <laughs> I mean, we're doing a learn pod- by my example. I mean, well, you're you're doing a podcast right now. I'm just kind of kicked back with the cigar, like trying to just derail every thought that you have. But you know, you uh, plan and are methodical, and and then I just make up shit. <laughs> so the secret is to making it look like you have a plan when you're really just making up shit as you go. That's why I should be a, a movie director, because I just make up shit as I go. So I was like, do y'all like have scripts and shit for your podcast or your YouTube videos? I'm like, nah, just have an idea, and then I just start filming shit and see what, what happens. <laughs> That's why it's so random. <laughs> oh, But you just never know what you're going to get. But of course, you know, they kill the bad guy, but the, uh, you know... They blew up half the city, uh, and you know, fucked really fucked up one uh, nice uh, hotel. So the cops show up, and they all end up going to. They survive, but they go to prison <laughs> until. Hey, congratulations! We broke out of prison. Go to prison. Which I, I think they're like better extraction guys. Like they're like, hey, dude, like you like had to like you know kill a whole bunch of people. Like I just paid a bunch of people off, and they like I didn't have to break into the prison. They like drove your ass to me and dropped you off. <laughs> Uh, and you get uh, Idris Elba, and he's like, "Hey, man, I told you not to get caught." Because when he's like, he's like, "Hey, here's the mission. You got six weeks. Money's already in your account. You know, if if you make, you know, obviously after it's over with, you know, for political reasons, not going to be involved. But if you manage to make it back, you know, I'll meet you and give you a kiss or whatever. You know, and then he shows, you know, when he, you know, you think you're like driving him out to the desert to fucking kill him or some shit, but you know, there's Idris Elba, and he's like, "I thought I told you not to get caught," and he's just like. Eh, shit happens. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I can get you out of prison, but you got to be willing to do it. Do it one more job for me and the people I work for." And he's like, "Well, I'm part of a team. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to leave Nikki in uh in prison." And he's like, "Thought you would say that." And of course, another car pulls up, and you know, she gets out. And he's like, "So, never actually." Got, you know, he's like, "Rake. That's such a fun name to say." And he's like, "Well, I never got your name." He's like, "Yeah, it's my name's not important. Not kind of like Mister Nobody from fucking Fast and the Furious." He's like. It's important as who I work for. And he's like, well, who do you work for? He's like, one gnarly motherfucker. <laughs> and then that's all we get. But you know, uh, well, they I keep mean, it up for this is going to be so a, since this being a is a, uh, a starting to become a, a Marvel, you know, thing. It's motherfucking Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, shit. <laughs> it turns out this is all like in the MCU. <laughs> it's like fucking this is Nick Fury. <laughs> 
he's he's got a mission for you. I need you to kill some scrolls. I mean, when somebody says motherfucker, there's not a name that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, gnarly motherfucker. Goddamn, do they bring Sam in for the next one? Because I mean. The way they ended the first movie, if it wasn't popular and didn't get a sequel, it had like an ending where this well, is like we're definitely so doing th- a third movie. That's one thing I wanted to touch on. So, like, where the fuck was the transition from the end of the first film into this film? Did I miss it? Because I'm like, all right, well, all that shit that was alluded to at the end of the first, where did it go? It just. <laughs> Like, who was a shadowy figure? Well, there wasn't a time frame on that. So, does he... Sh- to, to Is him showing up and seeing the kid that he rescued in the first movie, is that going to happen, like, at the end of the third movie? I, I don't know. You know. Is he finally... Is he done whatever he has to do for, you know, for this weird shadow agency who... Because at one point... Who just happens to call themselves S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm assuming he's going to be fucking CIA or, or something, because... Sword. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he uh, when he shows up with the mission, and he's like, you know, your ex-wife you know, sent me to do this. At one point when he's, you know, talking to uh, his sister-in-law, he's like, yeah, I remember I met y'all one time at uh, this my wife's event at like when she was working for some state department. So I'm like state department, usually code for fucking CIA. <laughs> so if his wife was some kind of government, you know, attached to the government in some way, cause she has to have some kind of like, you know, she's got to be doing something to, to get the pull to orchestrate this fucking mission. So I'm assuming they are CIA or some kind of like black ops government, agency I, I don't see them being like just some kind of like rogue independent uh <laughs> like mercenary division like. yeah it's it's it'd be or do they go full sci-fi in the next one it turns out like they're fucking men in black like it's like all right you, you gotta go fight some aliens for us <laughs> every good movie eventually ends up in space <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be good jason went to space Fast and Furious went to space. <laughs> Critters went to space. Hell, even the Leprechaun went to space. <laughs> if, if if a movie goes long enough, they eventually run out of, out of ideas, you end up in space. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I mean, the only person that hasn't gone to space is Freddy. Hell, even uh, Pinhead went to space. <laughs> Freddy went to hell. <laughs> Which, depending on what video game you play, could be in space. <laughs> Uh, we all know the portal to hell is on Mars. So what do you, what do you think this uh, new mission is? Is it going to be like trying to rescue some like we've got a a fucking agent that's uh, been captured and is like you know in fucking China or some you know gulag in in Russia? We need you to go break out or you know is is it another extraction or is it, you know we're like. We're going to need you to kill somebody. You know, it's like... No, I mean, I, I kind of feel like they're going to stick with the theme, you know. Um, but with the extraction comes... You got to minimize the threat, and, you know, <laughs> I mean... Whoever you're extracting, if... 
you're in danger, then, you know, that person is obviously in danger too. So the less threats you have, the less danger, you know, involved. <laughs> this time, don't get caught. Yeah. Try to get that silent assassin rating. <laughs> it's like, if you get caught, we disavow any knowledge of your existence. But then again, like, as an action film, it's got to go fast and loud. Like, there's very few, like, actual stealth-based... It's boring to watch. It's, it, you know, it's, it's like, it's okay, It's kind everything's... of fun to play, but to watching it, it's like, stealth missions suck. <laughs> but it's not really even fun to play. Like... Well, it's how, frustrating, how, man. <laughs> how long, how long, like, you know you're on a stealth mission or play... How long until you're just like, all right, fuck the stealth. I'm just going in fast and loud and, you know, kill, dropping bodies. It's like every time I played Hitman, I would try to get that silent assassin rating a couple times. Then I'd get frustrated and just equip the M60. And it's like, I'm just fucking killing everybody. <laughs> it's just like playing, you know, fucking James Bond on the 64, you know? Yeah, you can equip the silence pistol. But who does that? <laughs> Today was a good day. I got to use my AK. <laughs> I am sticking with my theory, though. I think we get a Samuel L. Jackson appearance. Yeah, now that you've said gnarly motherfucker, I'm like, who else would it be? <laughs> or they tied into Fast and the Furious, and it's uh, Mr. Nobody from... Uh... <laughs> it's fucking... Uh... What's his name? Uh... Oh, shit, what is his name? Uh, Kurt Russell. Because <laughs> he was pretty gnarly. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Sam. Yeah, they're they're bringing all these like Marvel cameos in. Or is it uh, fucking Thanos? <laughs> well, also, if you noticed, all of Idris Elba's like, associates... We're all black dudes. So it makes sense. Big Boss is also black dude. So like it's like Samuel Jack it's like they're they're fucking like African uh uh special you know intelligence or whatever. It's there's some government agency, but it's not necessarily a American government agency of some kind. It's probably some kind of like a shadow, you know, government like we are here to keep all the other governments in check. Yeah, it's like we, yeah, we're we're here to make sure like everyone plays nice and you know we don't get nuclear wars and shit. <laughs> so we need you to break in and steal uh, some some codes or whatever and stop <laughs> stop this nuclear threat. We need you to go kill Putin before he like nukes Ukraine or some shit. You know. <laughs> we need you to fight the Winter Soldier, and <laughs> they just. <laughs> <laughs> completely tied into uh, the fucking MCU. Bucky? <laughs> Is that you? Uh, we've got you this talking raccoon that's gonna <laughs> gonna equip you for this uh, this battle. But I gotta say, I, I like Hemsworth as like a serious action dude. Like, you know, he, he does like, you know, the funny Thor action shit, but yeah, him is like Fucking operator Thor is. Yeah, I mean, is, just you know, gritty and everything else. Like, I, I, I dig it. You know, you, yeah, a lot more like 
hand-to-hand combat in this one. Like, when he's, like, grappling dude on the on the fucking rooftop and shit, and it's like, oh, yeah, these, like, I know I know these moves. These are all the, like, legit, like, martial arts. Well, like, I mean, just, you know, shit. fucking... Very MMA uh, <laughs> fighting. Shields through the uh, fucking throats, you know, like... That shit was badass. <laughs> oh. And Homeboy getting his face smashed with a weight. That was... I like that. You know, I, I do love a good improvised weapon. Because <laughs> you're never... If, if you're skilled at, like, uh, improvised weapons, you're never actually unarmed. If you have to go into a place with, like, no weapons, it's like, all right, looking around. What can I grab if shit goes bad? <laughs> I got an ink pen. I got a vape. <laughs> I can kill two people with a pencil. I learned that from John Wick. <laughs> I can take the battery out of my vape, turn it into an improvised explosive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so as you're kind of coming to the end, what are you thinking of this here uh, cigar so far? It, it's growing on me. Like, I, I wasn't sure until I got past the first third. As I got into the second, I mean, this, this is a long cigar. Yeah, we haven't um, smoked a lot of, like, Churchill-sized cigars. But after the, you know, after the first third, I started getting some of that creaminess. I started getting, you know, more of the nuances, you know, and, and other blends coming together to overall, like, it's probably one of the best Ligorious, you know, cigars that I've smoked. Yeah, it's not really strong. I mean, it is kind of a medium, but it's got a lot of flavor. And like I said, I, I don't mind a strong... uh a less strong cigar if it has a lot of flavor and and not just one note. It's like nuance. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, the, the the spice is sort of it's still there, but it's mellowed out, and that's allowed you know other flavors to come through. And it's a good like sitting and chilling, relaxing cigar. This to, this is one that might have to try some more uh, glorious. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've, I've I've tried like the the series R and stuff, and you know maybe too like when you buy a sampler, most of the time you're getting small, you know, sizes. Yeah, you're not and, getting like the the full size. Uh, you know, and I and you don't know how well that shit's been stored when you when you're buying shit off like off personally the internet. anything less than like a you know fifty four or fifty two ring gauge, I. I a lot of times feel like I'm just not getting a lot of flavor. Um, you know, I guess that's the reason why I was on like that 660 kick, you know, <laughs> for so long. If you're going to like, yeah, I like, I'm so used to smoking like big cigars now that if you get a, a 54, yeah, you need like that damn seven and a half inch to like feel like I'm getting the same amount of like smoke as I'm getting from my 660. <laughs> or a lot of times that like this one, like I said we're an hour in and I'm probably... I smoke a little faster than you because I I I I'm a, a a Neanderthal and I don't let my cigars rest as much. But yeah, I'm still only like to the halfway point. But I mean, I mean this, dude, this even with me, like, this is a good hour and a half, you know, two hour cigar. Very well constructed. Yeah, I haven't had to relight. Or dude, the 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 burn on this has been just absolutely phenomenal. Like I'm looking at mine, just super even burn. Your cigar. Super even burn. Yeah, like, I haven't had to touch it up or relight. You know, nothing. I mean, it's damn good construction and and good even even burn. You know, they make some uh, make some quality smokes. Apparently, I 
But that's all the action we've got for you this week. Uh, Go ahead and tune out because it just gets boring from here. <laughs> we're going to talk about some science and news and some other nerdy shit. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, go download the audio show to get the full podcast. Uh, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, I just put up a new uh, Tactical Tuesday video last week. So if you like my random ass gun content when I when I get bored and have time to actually record things, uh, go check out some of those videos. Those seem to get a whole lot more traction than the uh, video versions of the podcast do. <laughs> people got short attention spans. I put something up that's like 15 minutes long. It gets all kind of views. I put up this thing and it's like people. It's like yeah. Eight people. Yeah, but <laughs> people don't want to watch a video of just two dudes talking. Come on now. Like, that's what I. That's what I do all day. I just watch, <laughs> listen to fucking podcasts because I can work and don't have to pay attention to it. <laughs> Except for now. Now that um, you're the boss. Uh, yeah, I don't have en- enough fuck off time anymore. I, I'm not bored anymore, but I'm also like, I don't get to fuck off as much, which is which is disappointing. But that's all we got, and we'll be right back. Some beer today. Yeah, beer. Big boys. But our podcast isn't about the booze. It's not just about It's not just things. about drinking and oh. clinking things. Oh, you're right. It is about like nerdy things Nerd and comic stuff. books and video games and movies and nerd stuff. Yeah. If you like anything nerdy, grab a drink and be nerdy with us. Join us. On but first, let's talk nerdy. <laughs> some science and nerdy news (laughs) so first off have you seen the trailer (laughs) oh i'm not an iphone user but uh yeah one of the big complaints i've always heard from iphone people is the goddamn autocorrect uh sucks and anytime you try to cuss it says it you know changes fucking to ducking Everybody's like, Mother Ducker, why does this ducking thing keep changing my ducking words? I want to say duck. And I was like, God damn it, I don't want to say duck. So, Apple has unveiled a new update uh, at their WWDC 2023 event where they uh, talk about new shit coming out. And its new iOS will use artificial intelligence to help stop autocorrect from impulsively changing swear words to useless alternatives. Because no one has ever actually said ducking. Son of a bench. <laughs> President of Software Engineering Craig Fedorigi 
explained that the new autocorrect feature in iOS 7 will be powered by machine learning, so it will actually learn how you talk and realize you're a degenerate and uh, say fuck every other word, and will actually start uh, not only uh, not correcting your swear words, but it'll kind of learn how you speak and offer suggestions that are actually useful to what you're trying to say. Hey. Look at all them fucks. No, I'm, I'm like legit trying to type duck. Fuck. We're, what? We're, damn it. We're trying to go to the fucking tractor supply and pick up uh, some ducks. <laughs> and I keep trying to request fucks. You want to go to tractor supply for some fucks? <laughs> I mean, I did, you know, there were zero fucks given, but I'm trying to pick up three. <laughs> So yeah, as this uh you know new AI you know learns how you actually uh phrase, it will give you predictions improved based on the phrases and words you actually used for a more personalized use, and you might finally get to actually say fuck without having to delete it and re-enter it five times. Duck in hell. <laughs> uh, another thing they announced was the. Apple Vision Pro, a virtual reality and augmented reality headset uh, for exploring the metaverse. If you want to go full, uh, you know, Ready Player One. Even though that shit's got that fucking VR headset initial price is reported at $3,500. So, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, one of my buddies just got the, the Oculus. I haven't got to try it yet, but that's supposed to be on the agenda at some point this yeah, week. That, whatever standalone Oculus now where you don't. Everything's like self-contained. You don't have to plug it into a computer. I've, I've not done much VR shit yet, but I've, I don't know if I've had the room for it. But I definitely want to try it. it, it yeah, I'm just fun. curious to see how it actually functions and works and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I have the the funds to add one to my own collection, but I wouldn't mind going to one of those like VR places where you can you know play with it without having to. Spend <laughs> Dude, the money probably to buy, it. by the time you go to a VR place and it's like, oh, I could have already halfway paid <laughs> for one, probably. Uh, and in other news, uh, and this is probably the most metal story I've seen, Wolf Skull found left in ancient graves to fend off vengeful spirits. That's pretty brutal. So yeah, around 2,000 years ago, uh, grave robbers, uh, unearthed a burial mound, uh, you know, looking to steal some shit, uh. And arche and archaeologists have found uh, basically, I guess, uh, ancient grave robbers were a little uh, uh, superstitious, and would leave behind a wolf skull to, you know, protect themselves from any vengeful spirits that may come seeking vengeance for for them, like you know, dicking around in the grave. I kind of feel like this would set the scene, like grave robbing to. Werewolves like from the grave. <laughs> yeah, it's like the plot of some weird, you know. Uh... I I just named the plot. Okay, werewolves are going to come up out of the grave. <laughs> Zombies are overplayed, so you know we haven't had a good, you know, underworld, you know, lichens and you know whatnot. So, um, yeah, I feel like we need zombie werewolves. Yeah, it said uh, according to uh, Doctor Bartomeje Sivon Simoniski. Definitely sounds like a werewolf name. <laughs> From the archaeology, the Institute of Archaeology and Ethnology of the Polish Academy of Sciences, uh, 
said the the grave which was in the, located in the middle of the burial mound appeared to that the body was cremated in the grave they you know found remains of ash and like a wooden structure that was possibly some kind of coffin before boards were placed over the hole and everything was kind of re reburied uh, complete with skull and in addition to cremated fragments they also found a large number of burnt walnut seeds that had been preserved in their shells uh, as well as the remains of several pine cones and other plants which they say was uh um, grave gifts, basically food for the soul, you know, to for uh, the people to uh, eat on their way to the uh, yeah afterlife, I guess. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so the wolf skull was on a pile of stones uh, to to close their robbery hole and hopefully keep things from following them home you know no news if anything actually followed them home but then again you have polish uh werewolves good uh, covering up their uh their track so i guess we maybe that's that's what led to the werewolves of london oh <laughs> 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 uh, and other archaeology news geologists found the oldest water on earth and then she tasted it this also sounds like a uh how a horror movie starts <laughs> oh uh, god we have no natural immunity to these microbials yeah in 2016 geologists studying a canadian mine made an incredible s- discovery at a depth of 1.8 miles they found flowing water which tests revealed to be between 1.5 billion and 2.6 billion years old having being been isolated for all this time it is the oldest water that has been found on Earth. And now it can be yours for $1 million per bottle. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this uh, this ancient spring, they found traces that indicated life had once been present within the water, like you, know, my, like you said, fucking microbes. Uh, uh, and they say by looking at sulfate in the water, they were able to see a fingerprint of indicative of the president, presence of life. Uh, This is living water. <laughs> uh, so, uh, eventually, uh, you know, they didn't find any like you know weird fish or anything. But yeah, there was definitely uh, at one point uh, microbial uh, life, and they found traces of sulfate and hydrogen that are produced from you know, a, you know, long exposure of water and uh, to rock. Uh, long Lee, assistant professor at the University of Alberta's Department of Earth and atmospheric sciences and apparently geologists like to uh, lick rocks and shit uh you know to figure out what kind of in fact her quote is if you're a geologist who works with rocks you've probably licked a couple of rocks sounds uh, like a rock biter <laughs> so uh yeah she did uh, eventually taste the water and said it uh was very salty and bitter much saltier than seawater so <laughs> uh, it was semen <laughs> <laughs> ancient semen so yeah, so maybe this is not gonna you know wind up at your local uh, gas station in the butter water section. It's a little bit bitter. Maybe they'll team up with Yinling, America's oldest brewery, to brew, <laughs> make a beer out of the oldest water. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's all kind of weird like like you know the fucking Jefferson Ocean whiskey aged at sea. Yeah, I could definitely see someone like, oh, this like small small batch. Uh, 
fucking beer what you made with the oldest water on earth uh yeah that sounds like some hipster shit that someone uh <laughs> someone would do i remember when we would do hipster shit that's probably a beer we would have tried yeah probably and the first european sex championship uh sweden is trying to turn sex into a competitive sport <laughs> and in the shortest sporting event in history <laughs> Lasting at approximately only 23 seconds. <laughs> uh, and whoever wrote this article is like, if you think you're good at sex, maybe the best in the world, well, you may finally have the chance to put your money and several other things with your where your mouth is. <laughs> because the Swedish Sex Federation is attempting to launch a competitive international sex competition. Kind of like the Olympics of sex with... Com- competitors competing on the behalf of several uh, different... Uh, different uh countries i mean how how can that even be judged i'm glad you ask uh the judges from the swedish sex federation would look at seduction body massages exploring erotic zones prelude oral sex penetration endurance physical appearance pose execution creativity and position changes and the number of orgasms within a given time to determine who wins (laughs) but if you're trying to do all of this thing and it's like oh you know, she only comes from doing this one thing. Like, <laughs> just like in regular Olympic events, contestants would be marked on difficulty of the attempted maneuver and the execution, as well as artistic performance. <laughs> uh, in fact, they have petitioned the National Sports Confederation to recognize it as an official sport, uh, although their application was rejected because it wasn't properly filled out. They are still planning to go ahead with oh, the... Oh, uh... shit. We were supposed to turn in multiple... Yeah, we did. The pages were just stuck together. <laughs> so this was scheduled to uh, happen on June 8th, according to organizers. And they're like, even though we are not an officially recognized sport, we are still going to uh, go forth with the competition, according to organi- organizer Dragan Batrick, the, uh, uh, you know, the chairman uh, of the uh, National Sports Confederation was doubtful that the sport would meet the requirements they need uh, to become a uh, official sport if they complete their application. But they're like, you know, there's plenty of sports out there that aren't officially recognized sports, but uh, you know, and their argument is like fucking esports is now considered a real sport, so why not? Uh, if uh, sitting in front of your computer playing video games is more sport than uh, healthy physical activity that prolong life, uh, you can make your own conclusions. Uh, so yeah, starting on June eighth, it's in going on the wrong hole considered out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, penalty <laughs> on the flag. <laughs> Hold on, she just turned that flag into a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this becomes a real sport, or we're gonna get like you know sponsorship deals, it's like you know, KY, the official sport of the International Sex Federation. <laughs> Sponsored by Ghostbed. <laughs> and Bad Dragon. <laughs> yes. Is there a special, like, toy uh, category in the... Uh... <laughs> you can't just have one, like, competition in the Olympics. you got I mean, to be creative, uh, right? I mean... Different styles. Yeah. So, you know... They're like, you know, Eurovision isn't a real competition. Uh, or, or is a competition, but not a sport. You know, so they're like, we'll just do the same thing. You know, even if we are not recognized as a... Uh, 
an official sport, we're still going to do some fucking and judging. Or some ducking and judging. She may not be a lumberjack, but she knows how to handle some wood. (laughs) How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck was in the international sex competition? (laughs) Well, uh, apparently that much wood. God, what have we devolved to? I mean, we've got lumberjack competition. I mean, this just sounds like, you know... Hey, we're a group of exhibitionists, and we're tired of always having to be in the closet about this. Uh, yeah, are there going to be guests at like uh, Frolicon? It's like you know, like we have celebrities come to Dragon Con. We start getting like sex celebrities coming to the uh, the uh, kink conventions and shit. And I'm I, I'm not sure you would want to be you know in the spectator seat either. You know, like caution, you may get splashed like <laughs> in the splash zone. <laughs> Everybody's got to have their tarp like a fucking Gallagher uh, <laughs> concert. <laughs> oh, but that's all I got for you this week. Uh, we'll be right back with the news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. And in this rendition of nerd news, yeah, we just got a whole bunch of movie trailers. That's 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 all news is nowadays. It's like a trailer park in the south. Yeah, just waiting for a tornado. So, uh, talked a lot about sequels. A really great sequel, Expendables Four. Think it's gonna be badass. Trailer looks badass. I cannot wait till September twenty second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed all the. The freaking Expendables, dude. That's you love this dumb action. I, I, I don't, I don't care. You know, which Expendables? Like, if I'm flipping through TV channels or something, like, it, it's just a given. I'm gonna stop. And it looks like we got, you know, they always add a few new, uh, new people. Uh, this time around is no exception. Look, like we got Megan Fox uh, joining the uh, the crew and Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson, uh, and also I can't remember his name, but he's. But he's uh, done a lot of like kung fu movies. Uh, looks like he's, you know, he's he's going to be in there. Uh, how was it that the? I can't remember the name of the. But yeah. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah, it's like I I recognize a few like you know other action people that uh, you know, kind of the younger generation new up and coming like martial artist action guys that are are now joined because you know and they you know the trailer says mixing the the old blood with the new so they bringing in some a lot, a lot of the some of the kind of newer action uh, action peoples. Sounds like we're going to have a gang war on our hands. <laughs> and I love Dolph Lundgren, too, because you know, he, he's getting old. You know, he's fucking wearing glasses, like, 50 cents. Like, is this our sniper? And he's like, don't worry, I got a prescription scope. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Dude. <laughs> I did notice that. Like, I was shooting. What if we put prescription glass and scopes? Well, it's funny, like, I zeroed my scopes and, like... Yeah, but and, did you zero your eye first? Well, the thing is, I was wearing my glasses when I, you know, did the, uh, the fucking, uh, focusing on the scope. So I was, like, trying to shoot, and I'm like, why is my fucking dot all blurry and shit? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I zeroed this when I was wearing glasses. Let me put my glasses on, so... Oh, yeah, now it's actually clear when I'm looking through my scope. I can see clearly <laughs> now. The practical's still there. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I I mean, dude, just, yeah. Nothing more to say than absolutely we'll be seeing this. And this will be post-Dragon Con, too. So, you know, this might be a way to <sighs> try to recuperate. <laughs> um, 
July 27th. Twisted Metal. And the weird thing about the Twisted Metal trailer is, like, I'm Not expecting... Not car action yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm expecting, you know, car battles and, you know, whatnot. But, no, it's, it's literally, you know, Sweet Tooth. and Boxing new Captain America. <laughs> yeah, my, uh... He doesn't even have an ice cream cone or anything. Like, maybe... He does maybe love the thong song. <laughs> yes. The man with the silver hair. <laughs> But I, I totally, you know, thought at some point they'd be like, all right, you're coming to my show, and he stops at an ice cream booth or something, <laughs> or, you know, tells him to get in the van. You know, something <laughs> iconic that you would expect from Sweet Tooth. But yeah, Unfortunately, this is going to be on the Peacock if you don't have that uh, that app. Uh, hopefully, they'll have a free preview because I don't want to pay for another app. Wait, but I do want to see... Uh, I do want to see... Uh... Yes, yeah, so it was one of the like tweets I saw. That it was because uh, HBO Max just became Max, and Peacock is like, we will not be shorting shortening our name in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got the cock app? <laughs> no, I make one for that. <laughs> well, I did see some Bluetooth butt bugs that change uh, color. Mmm, that's fancy. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling the lighting on that one. Ding. <laughs> Hey, Siri, make my butthole green. <laughs> R for the love of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, it's St. Patty's Day. I got to go with the green butt plug. Ah, uh, you're not wearing something green. You're getting pinched. Ah, oh, joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so like, you know, from the people that... I mean, you could do, you know, I mean, dude, Christmas I mean, the, time, the neon... you could... Under under carriage lights on cars were a thing, and now just it's ladies. Well, I mean, you know, me as a PC builder, you know, people are always about the RGB. So I mean, dude, you know, Christmas theme, you you know, have your plethora of show your pride, have a rainbow, <laughs> like, dude, possibilities are endless. Yep. I'm only hating because I didn't come up with it myself. Ah. <laughs> uh, Something else I didn't come up with. Golly! Twisted Metal is making a mistake. They're trying to release on the same date as Witcher 3. Well, I, I oh, not two. really because, you know, this is going to be a two-part series. So, you know, You're we'll first, first get to see it at the end of this month the and then have to wait till the end of the next month. And yeah. by then, I'll forget what's happened, so I'm going to need to watch the first half over again. Yeah, so first half drops June 29th, second half July 27th. So, The Witcher is back one last time, twice, <laughs> before Henry uh, moves on to, uh, was it uh, fucking Warhammer is his, <laughs> his new shit coming out. Dude, I'm okay with Warhammer. Like, I've actually, you know, been trying to follow some of the game stuff, and I I can never do the tabletop, you know, like, I just don't have the time, you know. I don't have the eyesight to paint those little fuckers. <laughs> That's why know. I like the, always like the X-Wing game. That shit came pre, pre-painted. I'm lazy but, like that. But yeah, um, another trailer that we got, and I didn't realize that this was, you know, Marvel Studios doing it, but... Fucking uh, Craven the Hunter. Yeah, it was an old Spider-Man villain of you know a super-powered hunter who looks like he bit by a radioactive lion to get his powers from what the trailer looks like. <laughs> I mean, dude, you got spiders, you got you know Morbius with a vampire you know thing. Like, 
I absolutely like expected him to go full lion, but you know, in this, it's kind of like ah, uh, you just become you know a uh, the alpha predator. But dude, it, it looks bloody, looks gory, like the yeah, effects. and it's from like the the. I think it's another one of those like Venom, Sony Spider Verse uh, movies. Uh, but yeah, it looks pretty badass. Uh, yeah, they've done a good job over there of making movies based on villains without like the heroes that are attached to them. Yeah, so it's it's yeah when they when they first start doing these like oh we're gonna like do all these like you know Spider Man villain movies without Spider Man I was like how's that shit gonna work? But Venom the the last two Venom movies were pretty pretty decent and this one looks I mean fucking Morbius was kind of weak but this looks pretty pretty badass from the trailer. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Um, so I, I was like, "There's six of us and only one of you," and he's like, "There's six of you now," yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna kill five of you. <laughs> so folks can check this out just in time for Halloween on this October sixth. This is Halloween. So yeah. Craven the Hunter, everyone. Um, yeah, Craven versus the Punisher. Uh, a little film that we talked about not too long ago, uh, Fubar, has officially been released for a season two. We called that. Oh yeah, because that was. Have we gotten a uh, a time frame on that yet? Um. Because we now know, like, you know, hell, Arnold's got, like, a fucking document- docu-series on Netflix now. It's like, so he's, he's gone all in on Netflix. So, like, Conan and a lot of the the classic Arnold movies are making their way over to Netflix. And, like I said, he had Fubar and this. I've not watched any of it yet, but I heard his docu-series is, uh, is pretty good. He, like, he fucking tells all. He does not give a shit anymore. <laughs> but I've not had a chance to sit down and watch any of it yet. Well, so this is going to be a little bit different, though. Because instead of a two-hour... Fubar. We're gonna get a whole season of Fubar. That's what the last one was. It was a series. It was an eight episode series, not a movie. Oh, well, whatever. I don't remember that. <laughs> so, uh, no release date yet. It's all classified. Yeah, if it's like normal Netflix time, it'll probably two years at least. <laughs> I. I kind of feel like that's dangerous. I mean, though. we did like, three years on uh, on uh, Extraction, but then again, you know, he was busy making a bunch of Marvel movies. So yeah, and I still Arnold's don't... not as busy these days, so it, it, we might get it sooner than that. I, I don't know. What do you, you writer's block and whatnot? Like <laughs> writer's block. See what I did there? Yeah. Plus, Arnold's getting old. It's like you need to hurry and get the shit out before he like he's already had one heart attack. We don't want him dying before we get the sequel. That's scary, because he was in better shape than I'll ever be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Something fun. You you like spooky shit. I like spooky shit. Spooky. Uh, the Last of Us will have a haunted attraction at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Oh, I've never been able to go down for one of those. I've, but It'd be fun to check out one of these days. Yeah. We're always fans of the horror, the, uh, horror haunted houses. So, yeah, this will be a Last of Us-themed haunted house, um, basically ravaged civilization infected by harder survivors that run rampant. Um, you know, uh, this year will actually be the 10th anniversary that Naughty Dog and PlayStation, you know, did. 
crazy. Ten years, dude. <laughs> dude Ten years, and that game is still fucking awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically you'll have uh, you know, a real life experience puts you directly in the game's you know frightening world. Um, I, I kind of think that would be pretty sweet. I mean, that's one of the reasons I always do Netherworld. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to be in a Hollywood cinema. Oh, <laughs> okay, now I'm on a horror set. This is awesome. So yeah, I guess you'll get to encounter runner stalkers, clickers, um, whole bunch of hostile humans. Good luck, you know, figuring out if those are actors or actresses or, you know. <laughs> just oh, those are blinks. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's cool. I've got the thong song stuck in my head. Goddamn Twisted Metal. <laughs> but, yeah, this will uh, open up on September 1st. And up next, we got a thing that I forgot about. A thing. Damn it, I lost my notes, Joe. <laughs> Which thing is it? Uh, oh, yeah, the channel trailer. Speaking of action sequences. Yes. With cool masks. It feels like we're playing some, like, Call of Duty. <laughs> kind of gave me like, uh, that ghost? Purge vibes. Yeah. You know? Um, I just remember that ghost guy from all the memes. <laughs> With the fucking skull mask. It's been so long since I've played a Call of Duty that I'm like, I know all, all my call, oh, all the Call of Duty stuff. Not I know even is Call from, of Duty, uh, Gears of War, because yeah. Gears of War was big on the mask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this will. Uh, I get all my video game news from memes these days. <laughs> Post America, fuck yeah, you know Independence Day. Uh, this will be coming out on July 14th. So, I right, a lot of action. I'm looking forward to it. Good action summer. Both fantasy action and actual gunfighting action. Yeah. I like all the above. Yep. I like fantasy gun action. <laughs> Kung fu. <laughs> Whoa. See what you did there. Any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home? That's all we got for you this week that I can think of. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod, and we're on the YouTubes at Cigar Nerd Podcast. Uh, get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds, and uh, hashtag RayCliffs. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>